You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Let him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Ponty. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on our great community radio station 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got an exciting show for you today. We've got a young pigeon flyer coming on and we'll introduce him when he comes on later on. He's waiting on the line as we speak. And uh, he's only 13 years old and he's flying pigeons and he's pretty keen on the on the sport. Also, we've got a uh, couple of uh, old-time flyers that we got on the line to talk about the old days in pigeon racing here in Melbourne. So, right now, we've got to introduce the Falcon, the Maltese Falcon. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years, the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. For the Maltese falcon. Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia once again, mate. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Anyway, we've got to introduce this fella mm. right now, Tony. You know who he is, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, we know who he is. Here he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, let's give him a warm welcome back. 
to Pigeon Radio Australia, introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Good morning, Mr. Joe Angelino. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Tony. Morning, and good Joe. morning to all the listeners out there. Yeah. How are you, fellas? Yeah, good good, 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 good. How's that coffee? Nice? Yeah, good. Did you yeah. hear what uh, Mr. Barbara said? He's got, yeah, I heard he's Mr. Barbara. 130? Wait, Look out! Danger, danger, danger. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I hope you do well. hope you and, and anyway, you do well. You, you'll be the one to bed, though. What do you mean? I'm just learning. I'm just learning. I'm just learning. I don't know. Uh, how many breeders plate birds you got? Breeders plate? Uh, in my loft at the uh, moment, there's probably about oh, there's probably about fifty in there. Fifty breeders plate. Fifty. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fifty breeders. Yeah. How many breeders plate birds, Tony? Yeah. If that's for me, breeders plates. Yeah. <laughs> What do you reckon, Tony? I reckon that's... Uh, well, anyway, anyway I, I, with all them birds, I hope I, you'll not, you'll knock it off. Well, I didn't knock it uh, off last year. How many yeah, did you have there yeah, last, last year? year how many last year I had about 60, 70, 60 but I didn't, by the time I started, there was only 30. So it doesn't matter if you got 10 or 60. Nah, because I doesn't train them, matter, Tony, I, Ivan, I, I train them... All the same. Yeah. I don't care what ring they got. Yeah, on. that's what I do. They too. all get trained the same, and, and you're not going to get them all to the race. No, no. You're not going to get them all to the race. So, yeah, when you get to the race, yeah. if there's 20 left, then that's there's 20 right. good ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, some so. some willows at home, some willows in Tosses, some. Oh, look, if you're a Some they be eaten by know. falcons, you know. Exactly, uh, but hey, how many yeah. have you got, Ivan? What did I get? I bought 15 rings. I think you got about 30. No! Easy, 20. No, no, 20. no, no, I bought 15 rings. I've got 15, but they're still not all weaned over. Yeah, well, what I got, I, I how many, got... How many, you, Tony, how many you got? I bought 10 rings. Yeah. And, well, 10 for me, and I think 15 for it. Beautiful. No, that's good. So, Mate, and that's how you get the prize money. Yeah. To get the prize money, mm. it just doesn't fall out of the sky. <laughs> to get the prize money, yeah. you, it's all about ring sales. Yeah. Now, if someone wants to come to me and say, Joe, I'll give you, let me buy the whole rings. Here, I'll sell them the whole rings. As long as you give us $30 a ring, yeah. they're yours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's where the prize money comes in. Uh-huh. You know, you get some people saying, it's not fair, Ivan Fonty's got 20 pigeons, oh, Joe's got 50. But that doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, if your bird's not right on the day, it doesn't uh, mean you're going to win. You can have a hundred and you still won't win it. That's exactly right. And it's been proven. Mm. It's been proven. Well, yeah. look at Shannon Reed in that classic race That's, last year. He said go. one pigeon and he won it. There you go. <coughs> Shane Mifsud, Maria Mifsud. Actually, it was Maria's bird. She, um, she, she won yeah, our British last year. Yeah. Three. three. They won it with three birds. That's it. See, they won it. You, you could have one and you'll win it with one. See? And, I mean, they started with a few more than that, but like they said, you know, you, you lose them along the way. Well, if it's meant for you, you'll win it. If it's not, doesn't matter. You can well, have a thousand, you still <laughs> won't win it. That's exactly you got to be in it to win it. Yeah, you got to be in it. And talking you, you about in it to win it, what's <laughs> happening on Sunday? We only got, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, Sunday. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Mm, what happened? We, um, we finished our second Breeders' Plate. 
And as you as you know, it, it's a, you know it's a party atmosphere. That's all I can say. It's a party atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, people say to me, "Joe, this is like a party." I said, "Exactly. That's how we do things here." You know, they they love it. Yeah. So. I got phone calls. Um, you got phone calls, Ivan. Yeah, I got phone calls. Why are you having another one? When are you guys going to... You've got to have another one. And we're like, no. That's, we only got, we only planned for two. Yeah. So I, I made a couple of calls to our committee. Everyone said, yes, let's have another one. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we're going to have another one on, on this Sunday, the 22nd. So, guys, this is, the time's changed. It's going to be penning at 10 a.m. Uh, barbecue at 12 o'clock. And auction starts at one one thirty. Tony, we've got to go and get meat again, Tony. Oh, that was delicious. Yeah. Halal meat. We're going to get our beautiful um, mm. steak. What else are we getting? Anaerobes. Anaerobes. What was the other? Sausages. Yeah, but continental sausages. Yeah, continental. Get it right, mate. And Aussie sausages. Yeah, trapper yeah, peas. <laughs> Yeah. Mate, it's delicious. Anyway, everybody was happy hamburgers. with the meat. We'll have to buy more We promise you, you won't, go home. you won't go home hungry. No. We can guarantee you that. And uh, as you've as you seen um, the videos of the last two auctions that we had, everyone had a really good time, um, good, at, good atmosphere, and uh, everyone went home hungry, Ivan. I mean, full. full. They went home uh, full. They, no, had, they had heaps. Nothing was left. We've got a liquor license again. Another liquor license. Well, we've got to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, we do. We are, we've got alcohol there. We've got Jim Beam, beer. Yeah. What else, Ivan? Wine. Coke, wine. Whatever water. Like. Water. Yeah. Yeah. water. Coke. Yeah. You have to buy more water this time. Lots of beverages. Yeah. I know. It was, it was, yeah, 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 we will. We'll buy extra. What's the weather going to be like? So nice. You know? nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> noise, mate. Noise. <laughs> noise. <laughs> Shazza. Shazza. Noise, noise. Noise. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be good. We've already got... Uh, we we organised birds pretty much straight away. So we got birds again from Tasmania, our friends in Tassie, Launceston. Or, come on, Ivan, where is it? Lawn Siston. Lawn Siston. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to go back to school. Yeah. Anyway, so we got, yeah, thank you to our friends at uh, Lawn Siston. Mm. Uh, we got probably about 30, 40 birds coming from them. Interstate birds now, again. me and you ring up the Ballarat bar. Oh, well, he's in Creswick. But anyway, oh, the Ballarat, yeah, the Ballarat, Ballarat barber. Yeah. <laughs> and what did he say? What did he say? We, we got him on the phone. We had a chat with him. We had a laugh. Oh, yeah. I asked him I asked him a simple question. He answered the phone. And I said, how much do you charge a bald man for a haircut? <laughs> and he said, excuse me? <laughs> he paused for a minute, yeah, didn't he? He goes, excuse me? I said, yeah. I just want to know how much you charge a bald man for a haircut. Yeah. And then he just starts laughing. That's a good one. Anyway, so um, we got Mr. Jeff Johnson coming down. He's coming. Sunday. Yep, he he's, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. He's going to bring birds as well. Yeah. And um, guys, if you know Jeff Johnson, you guys that do know Jeff Johnson. I'm going to buy some of his. He birds. has and the best. bonus. The very best. Bonus, those birds. Oh, double dip. Jeez. Yeah. Not only are they going to be put in the auction and up for grabs for uh, the Breeders', Breeders plate. plate, which is $12,000 from 10000 and went up might, to 12000 go up more. Eh? Right? And after this auction yeah, on Sunday, it's going to go up again. Yeah. Not only are they entered for this race... Well, um, they run Eureka Cup. They run with the Eureka Cup, so you can race them birds in the Eureka Cup as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's not in conjunction. Let's get that straight. No. It's not in separate conjunction. Race. It's a separate race. So you, can, you race them... 
in the VPO Breeders' Plate, then when um, the Eureka Cup comes, or if the Eureka Cup's first, put them in the Eureka Cup and then race the Breeders' Whatever plate. you want to do. Whatever. Yeah, you can you can send them to both races. It's up to yourself. Oh. But um, oh, well worth coming to have a look at them too. Jeez, yeah. they're going to be some good birds. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to seeing John. And then we rang Tamworth. We did. Our, our, our mate Tennis Woods down Dennis there. Tennis Woods. Long distance champion oh, breeder from Tamworth in New South Wales. That we put his birds up for our truck auction, yeah. which, which sold 1,500. 1, 1, and yeah. this guy wins all the money races. He's a champion. He's yeah, got all good, the long good, distance. All the long distance. Yeah. Good, good, good pigeon. Well, what did he say, Ivan? What did he say? He said, uh, You said to him, Oh, we're having another sale. Ah, yes. All right. He says, I've got another 10 rings here. He says, I can give you another 10 birds for the sale. So, guys, yeah. if you missed out last time, you got your last chance this Sunday. Mate, I'll tell you, if you want long-distance pigeons, these are the <clears throat> best, the best, and I'm going to put it in inverted commas, the best long-distance pigeons that you can get your hands on. If you get these birds back from this breeders' plate race, you don't have to win it with them. Just get them back and then put them into stock and breed off them. I guarantee you, you will win a 600, 700-mile race with those birds, 100%. We, we'll, we'll guarantee it. I guarantee it because everywhere he sends them, they win. Well, that's right. He just doesn't win at his, at his loft. No. He, wins. he sends them in Queensland. They, they win. win. He sends them to Tassie. They win. They win. He sent them to Ballarat, the 700 mile. You know that one? They That's win. Jason Bignold. He, he won it with yeah. his pigeons. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, David Gordon in Sydney. How many long distance races he won? With, his, with Dennis's with Dennis's pigeons. pigeons. Yeah, a few. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so they're, they're doing, very good birds. They're doing well all over Australia. Mm. So... Opportunity this Sunday. And I know where those birds originally come from. They are the ultimate long-distance pigeons. You can't get anything better. I'm telling you. We've got our good friend um, Ricky Schultz from Mildura. Ooh. Remember the good bloodlines he was yeah, telling us he's got? Yeah. Well, he's got, uh, he's got some birds coming yeah, down as well. Too. Yeah. Ooh. Well, well, yeah, and um, what else? Um, Tassie, you got some Tassie birds? Tassie birds, yeah, I said that at the start. We got yeah. uh, about 30 from Tassie. They're fantastic. True. Again. The guys, are just, the guys are, they're unbelievable. Unbelievable. We just put a message out. Well, Frank put the message out, and um, they responded, yep, no problem. Mr. Dodkins is going to put some as well. Oh, he's putting some Raymond. As well, He's yes. got some good long-distance boots oh, too, too. He? Raymond, yeah, those goodges. Yeah, yeah. He's got Harrison's too. And you know, I was talking to Raymond. Dennis Woods and Raymond's Harrisons are similar. Same. Are they? Yeah, same family. Same family. Yeah. So everyone, look, everyone in Tasmania, we'd like to say big, big thank you for, uh, you know, for the for your birds and helping us out. Thank you very much, and uh, the favour will be returned. You just yell yeah. out, we'll help you guys out as well. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Uh, so now, tell us the details again. The address, you know the address? Uh, well, I think I think I've memorised it now. I think it's seventy-five uh, Box Forest Road, Hadfield, and it's VPO headquarters. Yeah, that's correct. That's it's, our fed rooms, isn't it? That's exactly right. The yeah. VPO headquarters. That's a Moreland. That's where Moreland Club basket. Yeah, right. So and that's it's our the, fed room. Exactly. That's where the like I said, the Moreland Club. Yeah. Um, but it's also our headquarters. Yeah. And um, come down, guys. You've seen that little. What do you think of the bar, Ivan? Oh. <laughs> The bar, that's a very good bar. Are we going to get some glasses to hang on there? We will. it looks good. We've got to get we some. We will. 
I'm telling you. Didn't they just transform that room? How much did you pay for that bar? Because well, hey, my father-in-law bought a bar identical yeah. to that bar, and I think he paid like 1400 or something. Well, it's worth that, because every bar <laughs> I looked at that um, that was like that, I wanted 800 1000 1100 This is second hand. Yeah. yeah, not new. Yeah. And, um, hey, it looks new. Yeah, well, it's in great condition. I've yeah. got chairs, stools with it as well, three stools. Yeah, well, yeah. me being me, That's I'm a, a, I'm a Mr. Hagler. I, the guy wanted uh, $600, and I was... I offered him a cheeky three hundred, <laughs> and um, three hundred. I, I got a response back saying, "If if you come and pick it up today, it's yours." So I went down there, mate. That's a very good asset to have in those rooms there. But doesn't it just that look, is fantastic? You know how many part. comments we got from other people? Oh yeah, everybody likes it. They said, said "Oh, good. that's awesome!" You know, yeah, it hits you as soon as you walk in oh, the room. It hits you. You know exactly. <laughs> and, and yeah, I've put the TV on top. I've put yeah. some of the lights in there. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good. Yeah, very good. No, nah, well, um, that's a good one. And the barbecue's all right. Barbecue. How's that barbecue? How's the chefs? Huh? <laughs> the two chefs, Tony and uh, Ivan Fondi, good chefs. You cooking again? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to cook. And guess what? What do you reckon? We'll get um, uh, Adrian Flack and Darlene. We'll get them back uh, behind the, the bar. bar. Darlene behind yeah. the bar. All right. She's done a great she job. She's done a good job, yeah. She's done a really good job. Very and good. we'll get uh, Ange doing what she does best and sells sell all the raffle, raffle tickets. tickets yeah. I can't believe how she, she... She goes to me, I'll sell these. I say, if you can't sell them, give them to me and I'll just do a, you know, like a... Uh, I'll sell them as a bulk. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll do like an auction. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. She uh, goes, I'll sell them. Uh, now nah, what? She comes back in 20 minutes. Sold. Sold, Joe. I said, are you kidding? Uh, the girl can sell ice to an Eskimo. Yeah, and now are you going to have Breeders Plate Rings in this raffle again? What we're going to do with this uh, raffle, uh, with this... Yes, we are. We're going to have... We're going to have... Um, Five nomination rings for the raffle. Okay, so what else are we going to have? We're going to have some wine. We're going to have some seed, bag of peas. Um, what else was there? What else was there? Um, anyway, we'll let you know on the, yeah, on the day be, what the prices are. Yeah, there'll are. be some stuff there. But you can't worry. go wrong with the nomination rigs, I've. No. Tony? Oh, no, nominations. Grouse. It's really good. Yeah. You know, so we'll have that. Also, we'll be selling a pair of rings, one nomination, one normal breeders' plate ring, every five every five lots. Mm. So we'll have we'll have um, rings up for sale as well. Mm. So guys, and I think we, we haven't got many rings either. Mm. So if you want to come down and grab yourself a, a, a good some good pigeons mm. and grab some rings, this will be probably the last of the last. It's and then then it'll be. All over Red Rover, Mr. Fonty. Mm. What do you mean, all over Red Rover? All over for no more options. Ah, no they'll ring you again. They say, do another one. Do well, another well one. do you want me to give you a little... Should we wait till... No, no, don't say, say nothing. We've got, we've got another surprise coming up. Yeah. Another surprise coming up. VPO's full of surprises. Next week's show, we'll, we'll mention it, all right? Yeah, all right, yeah. This is, you're going to be excited. You're going to be excited. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Right. So, right. um... You yeah, know, I might bring my recorder there. You can do some interviews down there when people come. That's a good idea, actually. That's mm. a good idea. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to live on Facebook again. Mm. Everyone, Ivan and Tony, everyone loved the live on Facebook. Mm. Um, you know, all the boys from Tassie got to see their birds. Mm. Um, you know, just everyone, yeah, just enjoyed it. It was really, really good. We got, you know how many hours of that? Mm. Three hours worth or four hours True. worth. That was oh, heaps, heaps. Right. Very good. All right, well, then we'll see you at Sunday, 10 o'clock in the morning at 75 Box Box Forest Road, Hadfield. That's it. You know where it is. The VPO headquarters. 
There's all. There's a lot of information on Facebook. If you don't have Facebook, you can contact uh, uh, myself or Ivan, mm. and um, yeah, we'll give you all the information oh, you need. Tony, you know one of your oh. mates is coming to visit you at the sale from Geelong. Yeah, we got a phone call the other day. <laughs> yeah, from my mate, Ge- Geelong. From Geelong. A good flyer. A Very good, good flyer. flyer. He's coming, and actually, that's another one we should mention. Yeah. He's coming, he's and he's got some birds. He's going to bring some birds. He's got good Superman Jensen. Yeah, I've got an idea. Superman Jensen's. Who is it? Kenny. Hey, Ivan, he's, he's on to it. Well yeah, done. Kenny McCall. Kenny McCall, down. come down and see some really top flyers like Kenny McCall. You've got uh, Junior, John, Jeff Johnson. There's going to be a lot of top you know flyers there. You should get to come down there. Who's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. John Mifsud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get him down there. I'll try and get him down there. That would be so funny getting John Mifsud. <laughs> Miffy, if you're listening, mate, we want you there, mate. Yeah. You have to come. We want you you there. Everyone welcome. Everyone's welcome. Like I said, it's bring your kids. There's plenty of play, plenty of space, plenty of playground, uh, plenty of food. Bring your wives. They'll feel at home. Come down to the party. That's what it is, really. It's a a party atmosphere, Ivan. Party. Party atmosphere. The video doesn't lie. No. Video doesn't lie. Come down and um, say good day. Mm. All right. Well, we have a break for a song, and then uh, you got any requests? Something to do with party, party atmosphere. All right. I'll find something, and uh, we'll be back after this. <laughs> pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. Southern FM sponsor. 
Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. Your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. Right, Joe Angelina, we want to do a little surprise here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Live, live, we want to do it. A little a little surprise call. Yeah, a surprise call, yep. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, we're going to ring two blokes. That's right. That used to race pigeons when they were young. So we, the theme of the program today is young people. And guess what? Uh, These guys don't know what... These guys don't know. They don't know we're ringing them. them. So <laughs> let's hope they answer. Yeah, but you've got to tell them that they're on the radio. Of course yeah, we will. Of course we will. Just, uh, of course. Hang on a minute. First, we'll ring this fella. So we're not going to introduce them. You're That's just, right. You're just going to say. Well, we can say who we're going to ring. Yeah. Yeah. Say who we're going to ring. Well, we're going to ring Joe Phillips mm. and Ray Dotkins. Yeah. They, Ray Dotkins lives in um, Tasmania. Tasmania. And Joe Phillips lives... But Ray Dodkins used to live in Melbourne. He used to race with the VHA. And these guys grew up together. They grew up together, so... Wait till you listen to these two get together and talk about the good old times. Yeah, so... Hope you enjoyed... Yeah, so first we'll ring Joe, yeah. Hello. G'day, Joe. How are you going? Not bad, not bad. I'm not bad. It's Joe Angelino here and Ivan Fonti and... Uh, and Tony Barbara. Hey, listen, can you just hang on a sec? I've just got to do something. One minute. Don't hang up, okay? Hey, right, right. Hello. Hello. Yes. All right, we've got two people on the line. This is a bit of a surprise, fellas, right? Okay. You yes. two people, you can introduce yourselves to each other, all right? You're on Pigeon Radio. You're on Pigeon Radio, but we thought this would be very interesting, right? So what we've got is we've got somebody that you know on the line, Mr. Raymond. Somebody I know on the line. Yeah. Good heavens. All right, say good day to him. <laughs> say hello to him. Hey, how you going? And not bad. Yep, I got you. You've got me. Uh, the voice sounds familiar. Yeah, way over whoop whoop, Tazzy. <laughs> oh, God damn! The old mate Joe. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Guys, oh, talk to us and tell us some. 
Good time stories, old stories. Tell us yeah. how you guys first Tell met. us how you met. That's the good story. Well, uh, we went to school together. Yep. And then we got involved with pigeons as we were about eight or nine. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, we just progressed from there. We uh, One story of Joe reminded me that I'll pass on that I'll remember for sure. We went to the sale at uh, the VHA club rooms in Richmond. Yeah. And uh, we both focused around all the birds and found one we both thought was very special. Um, we pooled our money and I think the bird sold for about £27 or something. And I never remembered, but Joe said there was a gentleman there took pity on these two young chaps beating for the best bird in the sale. <laughs> and he gifted us one bread the same way. How good is that? Does that work, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, you remember mate. that, mate? You remember that? Yeah, we we try hard to get the pigeons, but we got we got in the same same way same way bread. What other good stories? What other good What other did you two characters get up to back in the day? Remember, we used to ride our bikes up to Clary Latchford's and bring back birds on me back in a box. <laughs> yeah, you bring him up in Springvale Road, then he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Go, never stop, just keep going. Yeah, we just kept at it. Richmond to get the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, under the bridge. <laughs> Tell us about the bridge. What happened under the bridge? Used to make where the columns are, there's a big hole. Yep. And the pigeons used to breed in there. We used to. Time. So they around the columns and we failed. It just goes straight in the air. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, how good is that? They used to catch pigeons from under the bridge. Under the Richmond Bridge over the river, yep. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah in Church Street there from yeah. Church Street to Church Street, that bridge there. <laughs> Very tricky. <laughs> uh, uh, do, you, do you remember, Joe, if, if I'm not and maybe I'm a silly old bugger now, like I suppose, but do you remember we had a friend that caught a couple of birds underneath the bridge and he bred from them and he won the VHA fed with, with, the, with the young? No, no. No, it's been a long time ago. I might have got distorted in my head about it, you know? How's that? That would have been awesome, getting pigeons from under the bridge and winning. We raced the Tassie. I didn't get one on, but Ray did. Oh, really? You, re- you remember that? Hey, Joe, have you, the, have you got the TV on, Joe? Hey, Joe, have you, have you got the TV on? Can you just turn it down a little bit, please, the TV? It was a white cockbird. landed on the roof at 10.30 in the morning. It sounded like someone had dropped a rock out of a plane flying overhead. That's how hard it is. A white bird. <laughs> a predominantly white cockbird, yes. Oh, how good is that? Ray gets, home, Ray gets one home and I didn't. Oh, no. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you rubbed it in. I got one. I got one. I really. I'm little tackers. Oh. And we had, we had to hire the STB. Clocks. We 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 didn't have enough money to buy them. We had to hire them off the 
Officer Klopp. Klopp, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did you have a lot of juniors back then? Hey, Joe, can you do me a little favour? Can you turn the TV down a little bit, please? Just... Or, or is it you, Ray? Or is it you, Ray? Have you got the TV it's me. I just moved in another room. That oh, could have sorry, been Joe. me. Sorry, Joe. No, I'm that's all right. I blame I Joe. <laughs> <laughs> worry, Joe. Us Joes always get the blame for everything. <laughs> ah, stress. Yeah, so tell us about the young, young, uh, back in the day when, was there a lot of young flyers? Yeah, it was a lot, a lot in Burnley and Richmond because we used to go down in the, around Richmond a lot of Little laneways, and we used to put our bikes on the back of the of the fence and look over the over the fence, and everybody had pig, a little pigeon loft somewhere. How good <laughs> yeah. is that? Everyone in, in the street. How did you to, How did you used to toss the birds? Yeah, I'm crowing. You put the and the bloke would come in. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I just <laughs> <learned> the... <laughs> Can I have a pair of pigeons? Get out of here, you little rat! <laughs> oh yeah, that. <laughs> No, but they were pretty good in those days. Everybody sort of talked to you in those days. but wouldn't tell you anything. Oh, no, 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 you can't, can't tell you that. Oh, you know. <laughs> hey, what do you mean? It hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, it's probably worse yeah, now. That is so true. Yeah. How did you, how did you uh, guys toss the pigeons back in the day and how far and all that? How did you train the birds? My mum used to train them for me. She had a car. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. I bet you she was impressed with that. Went, went all the way to Coburg. <laughs> Coburg. <laughs> How good is that? Oh, and I bet you didn't take race pigeons. <laughs> no, I don't, um, no, it was only mine I took. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh. That's you would have been on the train, wouldn't you? Because you were right on the train line there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to, I used to take them down and put them in the, in the, in the, uh, in the on the train, and the guard used to take them down and let them go, and then you'd have to get the, the box back later on. <laughs> How good is that? How many yeah. members? What about members? How many members were back? Oh, that a, lot back of members. Oh, a lot of members. I, I can remember there was forty something in Melbourne. Jeez. You were in the yeah. Melbourne club, were you, Joe? Over twenty in Richmond. Jeez, I was in the Melbourne club for a while. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was there. Same maybe club. it was there. There were some good yeah. flyers in that Melbourne club, weren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when, when I when I come, you know, so I had the pigeons when I was a kid. Then I built a hot rod. Then I come back to pigeons when I got married. And when I come back, oh geez, some pigeon. Good boys and Marvin then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jackie's even sitting there, bang, bang. Oh, no. <laughs> it was pretty good down there. So back, yeah, in well. the, yeah, so back in the day, did you guys use medication and all that or not really? No. No, no. Gentian no. Gen- yeah. violet probably used to get rid of the canker in the mouth. What did you give them? Gentian violet, the blue, a real blue... Uh, Stuff that you put in sores and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that go. was the good thing. You guys would have had a lot of pigeons going up at the race day. Jeez, a lot of birds. Yeah, oh, yeah, when I come back, to, when I got married, we had bloody eight, nine thousand going to the race. Wow. Yeah. So you tell me, you two guys, you're still interested in pigeons. 
where has everybody disappeared to? Come on. Well, all, all of a sudden, I didn't get a push bike until I was 12, and now the kids have got a bloody motorbike at six. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're going to play around with pigeons? <laughs> well, I can tell you guys, we just before we got you guys on, we had a young fella, he's only 13, and he's just starting out, and he's so excited. It's really nice to hear somebody like that so young that's excited like that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's got to be in his blood. That, that's what happened. You know, we had the pigeons when we were young, Ray and I. Then we he went to Sydney. Then I got then and I got married, and then we got then we got back in the pigeons again. And uh, we had that little gap, about a four four year gap, I think it was. Yeah. And got back in the pigeons because it was in our blood, and we just just kept on going. Where a lot of the young bugs, they they just didn't go, but didn't didn't carry on. Yeah, just, just just like pigeons. You know, the big, nice blue bars and all that. Oh, <laughs> hey, no imports back then, true, guys? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember the, um, what's his name, used to, used to, little, uh, what's his name, um, Maroney, Danny Maroney. Oh, Danny Maroney, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pigeons are, and a little, just before he was outside, Danny had a little loft there. <laughs> 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 so, what, what other famous pigeon flies did you know, you guys, when you were young? And did you get advice from these fellas? Nah, nah, no. no we just, they wouldn't no. tell you nothing, you said. They wouldn't tell you nothing. nothing. <laughs> just talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't tell the old, the, the, some of the. Yeah, the car. Not too many people had cars in those days. Yeah, just just that mum was lucky, and she that dad was a drainer, and he had to have a car to get the jobs and all that. And she used to drive him down to the bloody Patterson River to play his golf, and she used to have the car for the rest of the day, and then go back home and pick, down the Patterson River and pick him up. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so, so how did you get your boots to the club when you were so young and you didn't have transport? Was yeah. mum that mum had? Was mum the taxi driver, or how did you get to the club? You had to go by a tram, go to the tram to Paran to Richmond, and yep. some fucking day you had to catch a tram again to go to Richmond. <laughs> yeah, birds, in a, birds in a box, in a basket, in the tram. Yeah, in the tram, yeah, yeah. come home with a clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder we, uh, we got to about the 200 mile stage and that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, it, I can't honestly remember all the detail because, and I often wonder, the sort of birds we raced must have been from some of the very best flyers at the time and we were incredibly lucky. Um, but if you ask me what bloodlines or breeding there was or how we looked after them, I, I genuinely forgot all that until I till I suddenly get back into them in about 1998. And uh, the, the opportunities didn't present themselves to get with birds. When we started, there were no encumbrances with having pigeons. Um, it, it was prolific everywhere. Yeah, everybody had pigeons. One got home. This one, one got home from the five hundred. We all go and have a look at it. <laughs> See, that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was yeah. It. because they had a lot of pigeons going, but they just just didn't have the pedigree. You know, didn't have the strength and all that. Until uh, 
And, and there was and there was no imports back then either, were there? Uh, and it all stopped. It all stopped. What, so you wouldn't know what the flavour of the month was back then. You know, like what, what birds they were flying, what bloodlines. Well, I know. I know. Tommy Mean got the last. He got the meals in the last, and it all closed up. But Clary actually was getting them smuggled. He used to have a place in New Zealand. He used to have the pigeons come through New, New Zealand with the New Zealand rings on them from overseas. Yep. yep. And we get some imports that way. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But not many. <laughs> they don't give them away, you know. But the, the Clary Latch was right. He was right up there with them. He, he was so, the so what about the feed? I've heard numerous stories about what people were feeding back then. How did you used yeah. to feed these race pigeons? Just, just wheat and peas because it, when talk come back later on, that's when I started using the safflower and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the Milo and everything like that. There was Milo around wheat, peas and and uh, and other little seeds, but nobody knew anything about safflower and all that. Until, yeah. until I came back the second time and they started using me because we start, I started to beat Tommy Meehan. <laughs> well, right. What are you reading? Was it safflower and Milo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. You remember when we started, Joe, they said to us, buy a a 25-pound bag of peas, put it in the shed and leave it in there for 12 or 18 months and then then feed it to your birds because it'll be so hard when you feed them, it'll take them ages to digest it. So in the race, they'll be able to digest the food and get extra energy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Unreal. And listen, did it work? Uh, well, well, no, well, yes and no. The reason, if it worked and the bird I got back from, from Tassie was, was fed like that. That's right, yeah. It, it was fed like that. And the problem is that the poor buggers are so adaptable and very few do the do the wild ones ever reach any height of health activity. So these buggers adapted, and out of the blue, one of them performed like mad. So that was validation of that misconception and ignorance all those years back. You know, unbelievable, <laughs> unreal. And what did Tommy Meehan do when you started beating him? He would have been upset, old Tommy hey, Meehan. And had a look what we're feeding. <laughs> <laughs> South Yarra first, then he shifted out to um, just near Warrigal Road. Yeah. That's where, but he lived in Davis Avenue. Well, I heard that Tommy yeah. Meehan was one of the gun flyers in the VHA in the day, back yeah. in the day. He loved the 500s, jeez, four and five, he loved them, but he won those little quick ones. He always won, if there's any rain about, Tommy was didn't see him. Yeah. He, his chickens couldn't fly the... If it rained, he was miles behind. If it was sunny and nice, bang, he's right there. <laughs> Pick, picked all the weather right, he did. He was on the button. Yeah, yeah. Was he the liberator? Job. Was he the liberator? <laughs> he was the secretary for um, VHA for years and years and years and years. He, he was a real top sec- secretary. Yeah. 
Yeah, got a, he's the one with all the money, wise, and where to put it, and all that sort of thing. So he was a real goer. But he was, we had to look at him because he was our, he was our one to beat. <laughs> Tommy, yeah, <Mann>. yeah. <laughs> See, you've you've got you're luckier than me, Joe, because when I moved away and 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 never got the opportunity to go back into it. All that stuff that was relevant at that time is all well in your memory, and I really envy you being able to remember all that. You just raised a few buttons with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that's right, because I stayed there, and uh, I kept on going. To get, get, I found a few little secrets, but I had to find them myself. The guys wouldn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, want to go to their house and look in their feed bins and see what they're feeding them? <laughs> <laughs> we go to the house and we want to look at their pigeons, and they wouldn't wouldn't take us down to the pigeon lot. <laughs> oh, no, you, you couldn't get to look at the birds, let alone handle them. No, no, no. Joking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Ah, no, no, get some new. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm in the hundred thousand dollar race selling the rings. The guys that come here, well, I tell them to come and have a look at the pigeons. And every time they come in and get in the pigeon loft, they look at me and say, your pigeons are calm. I said, mate, any mad ones there, mate? See that bucket there? <laughs> <laughs> your pigeons are calm. Oh, God. Uh, they come in, they can't, they walk up and down, they can't get over it. Yep. Uh, yeah. let, <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I went and stayed with Joe and... We both do different things, of course, and that's how we are. But I went in his loft and he's cleaning the loft while I'm there. And bugger me, I mean, the loft, when when he started to clean was spotless, but it was spotless when he finished. But while he's cleaning it, the birds are jumping off the perch and sitting on his shoulder or on the top of his head um, while he's in the loft cleaning. And I'm thinking to me, I, I I just can't spend this much time in here. This is way out of my league. <laughs> oh. Who won the most races out of you guys? Well, I believe because I've been racing longer than, than Ray. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. You're going to have to come no, back, Ray. You're going to have to come back and beat him. <laughs> <laughs> the average is the VA's combined pet averages in 69. Oh, right. <laughs> And yeah. seven seven hundred members in. Seven hundred <laughs> members. Yeah. Nineteen sixty nine. You won the averages. Combined averages, young birds and old birds. Yeah. Wow. I got a medal for that. They give me a medal. That's really good, Joe. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well. that's that's a good thing I got out of the VHA. <laughs> 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 when I went back to school, I did marine biology when I was 40. Okay. And right. when I went back into pigeons, I thought, God, I, I, I know nothing. I don't even know what bloodlines, you know, good goodies had come to the fore and all that sort of stuff between me missing and coming back in. Yeah. And I knew absolutely nothing. So I studied as much as I possibly could to try and make optimum benefit out of firstly me time and the money that I was going to invest. And now I can make a statement. Yeah. If I if I used everything I think I know about pigeons, I'd be 24 hours a day in the pigeon loft. <laughs> that, that's about that's it. That's true. You're very... Same. I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> Just observation. 
Look at the pigeons, and they'll tell you. Right <laughs> and you know who does that? A bloke called Michael Portelli. He'll tell yeah. you the ins and outs of it. When it is a dropping, he'll tell you what's yeah. wrong with the bird. You know? Yeah. He's switched on, very switched on. And he knows on. every bird in his loft. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, oh. Says, he says, he goes, when they're flying, when they're coming from race, he, he can tell you the number of the birds straight yeah. away. Oh, yeah. He's very switched on. Well, that's, like you said, very passionate, very passionate. I've never said this before, and yeah. now Joe's on the line. And again, he's not going to talk to me after this. Go on, when Joe. I go to his, when I go to his place, and I've been a couple of times, and we go in the loft and we look at the birds, and him and I are lucky enough to have a bit of an eye that that, that tells you if the bird ticks ticks all the right boxes. I don't know. It's a gift we both have, <laughs> and we got we used that gift when we bit on that bird that we got given <laughs> one. <laughs> we, we just had that looked at it. That's it. That's the bird. So I go into Joe's loft, look at a bird, and he says, "Yeah, that number's five six seven eight. That's its father over there three seven five two. That's its mother over there six four two. That's its grandfather, and that's its grandmother." And I just go freak out. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That is well, awesome, Joe. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're a long time, but the different pigeons, what I, you know, from 10 years ago, I, I crossed a bit of the kettle into them, and bingo, it's really, really hit the straps. They're really going well for me, just, just crossing them. So it's a different ball game now from, from 10 years ago. I've got, got different pigeons. Yeah. So, yeah. And they've got these kittles, mate, when they make their mind up, you don't see them come, all you hear is beep. They're in the loft. Oh, oh they're that quick. <laughs> they're that low and that quick. Gee. Yeah. You got me keen because you said to me those kittles are reliable. And, and Get them keen and boy, oh boy, do they do the damage. And they're nice yeah. pigeons, you know. When they've got the babies, you can do, pick them up and do them and... Yeah, you must have the right ones, Joe, because there's kittles <laughs> and, there's, and then there's kittles, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you got to get off the kettle, not not the Vanderbilt. You got to get them off the kettle itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not the great great auntie and the great great uncle and the great great grandfather of the great great uncle, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to get them off sons and daughters of kettle. <laughs> there they go. But got to be careful because some are, some are too big. But the, the you know the medium sized ones, geez, they go wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. My pigeon, because my pigeons built the same, and, and when I put them together, they click. The, so calm, they're so calm, and and they don't don't they don't get overexcited. You know, you can put them somewhere, and they don't fret or anything like that. They sort of can handle all that sort of stuff, which which is which has come good with mine. As soon as I crossed them in, bang, off they went. That's good. That's really good. Yes, yeah, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> He's happy. <laughs> Have you got any of these kittles in Tasmania, Raymond? No, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. We've been talking. Joe and I have been talking. But I'll tell you something that I think you'll be tickled with. And, and today I could take a photo of it. It's sitting in the loft. I've got a bird on the floor that I've got to pick up to drink because it can't fly up to drink. Okay. And when it when it flies down, it crashes on the floor. Now, if it falls over upside down, I've got to pick it up because it hasn't got the energy to turn over. Okay. Now, the reason that bird's still here is that 
Joe Phillips bred a, a whole heap of birds for me, and he said to me, this particular bird, a blue bar, Joe will remember this because I told him, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Van Loon. So I thought, wow, that's good. Van Loon's won't fly over the back fence. Oh, so no. I, I gifted the bird to my son-in-law who lived on the south coast of, of New South Wales. He moved to Melbourne. The bird escaped in Melbourne and flew 840 kilometres on a, on a Saturday in a day back to me to a loft that he'd only flown uh, four times around. That's unreal. And, yep. and I told Joe and he said, oh, wait a minute, I'll have to have a look at this. And he turned around and he said, oh, that bird was bred out of in the mid-90s. The, the parents were the best Van Loons available and the best Goodges available. Wow. Van Loon, Goodger, Cross. Yeah, well, that was Pete, – Pete, Pete was breeding all them, Peter Phillips. He's, yeah, he's the, yeah. He was a breeder. And yeah, he got under the Van Lewins and the smolders and the, the clacks. <laughs> That's what I don't know. The smolders, but a hand is, is, is the clack and smolders. <laughs> and four second feds with one hand. Wow, how good's that? It's incredible. It's incredible what she's done. And that, that's not even counting the ones that got tenth and eleventh and eighteenth. You know, I'm only counting the, the, the top eight pigeons she bred. And she's still in them. Oh, pretty old. She's pretty old. She bred Les Fenton's last Fed winner. That's how old she is. Les Fenton's winner. Oh, oh yeah, she's old. Gee. His yeah. last Fed winner she bred. Oh, and we're in the King Island race. And guess who bred it? There we go. Is she still around, Joe? Is she still around in the loft? Or? Yeah, she's still there. She's a slate, slate in. She's got going back to um, the smolders, which goes back to the um, New Saigon and the O5 oh, and all gee, that sort of stuff. They're good birds, yeah. So, that, so she's not going anywhere. She can she can no, die no, in the loft. She stays there all the time. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Still in order. She's in. I can't get out. Well, she... you know, you should breed Joe. You should breed your your pensioner there with Ray Ray Dotkin's pensioner. One of the can't for a drink. Poor little one can't spread anymore, so that's oh, how no, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's unreal. Um, yeah, that, so they're crossing with a tittle truffle. And then, well, it's going, going real good. So I'm quite happy, <laughs> quite happy what's going on. Yep. Fellas, I hope this was a great surprise. Oh, that's oh, uh, unbelievable. You've just blown me away, gentlemen. I can't thank you enough. Um, <laughs> and it's good to talk with Joe. I mean, and and guess what? I'm I'm working on a visit. I'm, I've got to come. You have to. <laughs> yes. You have to, you have to Ray. You've got to come down yeah, and visit us. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Now, look, I hope you guys, like, yeah, I hope you guys had fun talking to each other. And, um, yeah, Ivan and I and, and Tony were just talking. We said, hey, let's do this. And bang, we just spare the moment. Yeah, Take care, and we'll, we'll talk again on the radio. Don't worry, we'll, we'll have you on again another time. 88.3 Southern FM. On air and online via the free Community Radio Plus app. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play. And right now, we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News, and we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia after the news with a young flyer, 13 years old he is, and he's just started racing pigeons. 
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have a young flyer that's uh, started pigeons, racing pigeons probably a couple of years ago, and his name is Mohammed Yabrani. How are you, Mohammed? How are you? And uh, welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hi, how are you? Good. Tell us a little bit about how you got into pigeon racing. Well, I started off just... Uh feeding them because when my dad went to work I just feed them every day and give them water until I learned how to catch a pigeon and uh, time by time I got to go to the club with my father and there I met some nice people like Frank Valuto and Peter the Chinese guy yeah yeah and uh, mostly I I could uh, handle the pigeons and I got to go on the clock and uh do all like the clock stuff, blocking the pigeons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so your dad started racing pigeons first, is that right? Yeah, I started the racing pigeons last year, but I didn't have pigeons, so I would race with my father. But now that I have pigeons, I would start racing uh, this year. Oh, it's your first year, is it? Yeah. Oh, very good. Are you excited? Yeah. But I'm mostly gonna think about my learning. That's it. You got to look. We've been we've been racing. This is Joe. How are you going? That's good. We, what I was gonna say. We um we've been learning. Uh, me and Ivan and Tony have been racing pigeons for a long, long time. We still learn. We're still learning. Yeah. You know. So you're always learning. So it's never too late to start. See. So. That's good. Very good. You got a favourite pigeon, favourite colour? Yeah, actually my favourite pigeon is the first pigeon I ever got. It was uh, my father got given, it was given to my father and my father didn't know who it was for, who was the father or the mother. So I had to feed it with my hands and give it water every day until I... I made grow up and I sent it tossing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now the first pigeon that enters the loft when he sends it tossing is tossing is my one. Oh, how good is that? See, that's really really good. So, which federation you racing with? Uh, VRPU. So you're racing with them next year or this year? Uh, we actually don't know. We might race with VPO or the union, VRPU. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter who you fly with, as long as you have fun. Yeah. You know, as long as you have fun. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the important thing. Exactly. Yeah. So are you going to be racing a team of your own or you you just race in partnership with your dad? Well, I'm going to be racing pigeons of my own that Frank Voluto gave me. Mm. I would really appreciate it. I really appreciate it how he gave me a lot of pigeons. The first round he gave me 12 pigeons and now he's looking forward to giving me another 15, which which I really appreciate. Oh, that's good. Frank's a very good man, isn't he? Yeah. 
Ah, that's good. Whatever he, whatever he tells you, listen carefully because he's uh, very, yeah, very He knows what he's talking about, Frank Valuta, very I can tell you. experienced. Yeah, he's a very good flyer. That's yeah. it. So have you guys actually, or has your dad won, won a race or come close to winning one? Well, the first race we ever raced uh, last year, we the first race was from, I think was it, from Manangatang or someplace. Okay, yeah, that sounds right, Manangatang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a pigeon came, that was Wine Williams. The ring number was 7372. When it landed, the pad wasn't working. So 10 minutes of our time went, and we came 15th place. Oh, the my pad goodness. wasn't working. They come 15th, so they would have oh, been up Oh, my there. goodness, you would have gone. We would have been in first place, <laughs> but the you, pad you, didn't work. You would have won that race. Yeah, but the pad didn't work. Oh, why didn't the pad work? What happened? What, what clock have you got? We got the new one, the Benzing 3. Oh, and it didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, what well, it turns out, you have to actually uh, plug in your pad first and then turn on your clock. If you turn on your clock, then plug in your uh, pad, the pad won't work. Yes, uh, yes, that's yeah, you're right. right. Okay, yeah, but you weren't told this, were you? Yeah, we weren't told this, so we actually didn't know. Oh, well. Yes. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen again. So what happened to that bird? Did you put that bird in the stock or were you going to keep racing it? We raced it a few times, and once we raced it, we had it come back bloody. Uh, her, uh, the leg was all uh, blood and it was about to get ripped off. So we it healed eventually. And that same day, we had a greasel come back, um, which was bloody too, and I think her her chest area was a bit ripped. We had to uh, sew it back. Oh, yeah. yeah, sew it all up again. Yeah. yeah. And it come good? Yeah, it's all good now. Oh, good job. So oh, what man. happened with those birds? You breeding off them or are you racing them again? Yeah, we tried breeding them, but every time we put it in the... Every time it lays an egg, it will kick it and crack it, or it won't, <laughs> it won't sit on it, so... Don't know what to do. Kick that. Maybe, maybe, maybe instead of being a racing pigeon, maybe it could be a good soccer player. <laughs> what <do> you, <laughs> you know what you can do if they you let it lay an egg and then you get another set of parents and you foster the eggs to the other b- birds and maybe you can hatch some pigeons from that. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. You know what yeah. I noticed, Mohammed. Yeah. I noticed when you were at the VPO Breeders' Place sale last uh, the other the last the last sale last week, you yeah. you, you and uh, a few of the other uh, young lads, you had a really good time looking at the pigeons, asking questions, picking some pigeons that you liked. I was I was watching you guys, and I thought these kids are going to be really really keen keen fanciers one day. Yeah, well, well, my most fun is going with my father. Wherever he goes, I would go because that's where I have fun. That's good. That's good. Exactly. You got a good bond with dad, huh? Yeah. That's you got any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have a little brother and two sisters. What are they? And what? one, and one sister overseas. Right. So there. tell us how, how do you uh, keep your pigeons? You clean them every day. Uh, I clean them like mostly every three days or a week. But sometimes I don't clean them because yeah. I'll get busy with my learning and stuff. That's so. it, school, school. But just make sure, make sure you wear a mask when you're cleaning them, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You have to wear a mask. Even if it's just a dust mask, wear something because, yeah. um, you know, it's very important that you wear a mask, okay? Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, are you looking forward to your first race this season? Yeah, I'm looking forward. I might race juniors or I might be racing with my dad's name but send my pigeons. Well, so if my good, pigeon yeah. comes in first, I'll say I won. If my dad's pigeon comes in, he'll say he won. Yeah, good oh, idea. That's good. And you can have a little competition. You know that the VPO is starting juniors this year too. That's right, yeah. Oh, okay. How yeah. much juniors will be in VPO? Oh, probably about four or five, maybe six. It depends. Uh, we yeah, we we announced we uh, well, spoke about. Well, you Charlie Camilleri's grandkids. Yeah. He's going to be in it. We spoke about it. Uh, we had a meeting just the other day, and we spoke about it. So yeah, I think Tony Barber's uh, grandson likes pigeon. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. You should get him to race juniors, uh, Tony. I I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. ask him. Yeah. Exactly, because uh, Muhammad wants some competition, don't you, mate? Yeah, I do. Exactly. So the team that you've got now, how many have you got? How many you got? Uh, how many birds have you got? Well, the first time Frank gave me twelve Pat yeah. Casey's pigeons. Uh, he gave me one pair. I bred uh, out of the cock. I put it with my dad's hen. Yeah, I got good. a pair which equals fourteen, and I got another pair that I just put them in the loft from the Pat Pace hen. Oh, nice. So I got fourteen, and then Frank is going to give me another fifteen. From uh, the thing, so 14 plus, oh no, uh, that's 30. 16. About 32 yeah, about 30. pigeon. Yeah, around So, how many do you want in your team? Well, I don't want much. I just like, I think 10, 15 would be enough. Yeah. But with the amount that I have now, I think I will, might win. Oh, they're looking, they must be looking good. The babies, how, the ba- how many babies have you got there? How many? How many for this year, to race this year? This year we're looking forward to getting about a hundred, a hundred ten. Nice, but so nice, far we have nice. about forty or forty-five. Okay, because you nice. bought a few birds from the breeders' play, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We bought a few. You know, you probably know, but we got another breeders' play this Sunday. This Sunday coming. Yeah, Paul told me. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. So we might see you there again. Yeah, actually, one of my pigeons uh, fell in uh, Paul Burlack's house. I oh, did it. So he he straighted in, did he? Yeah. So he called. He gave. Uh, it was actually one of Frank's pigeons. Yeah. Uh, he's not. Uh, Paul Paul Burlack is not that far away from Frank, so I think the pigeon was trying to get close to Frank's house. So, okay, yeah, that, that was good of him, wasn't it? Do you live near Paul Burlack too? Do you? Uh, no, it was actually one of Frank's pigeons. Oh, one of Frank's birds. Oh, okay. Yep. Ah, oh, very good. So, um, yeah, so you're looking forward to racing this year? Excited? I hope yeah, you, I'm I hope you do really well. I hope you do really well. So anybody tell you any secrets? Do you know what you're doing? Yeah, Frank Voluto told me how to uh, know a cock from a hen. Uh, one person, t- my father told me that if the leg is a bit uh, warm or hot, the pigeon's ready to get a race. Uh, if, you, if their legs are a bit cold, don't send them to a race because they're not that energized they're not ready to go for a race so check their feet yeah yeah and one other person told me you should uh, send them a toss like a day or like on the same day before you take them for the race which gets them energized and ready to go okay yep that's interesting yeah some people do that yeah what about your mate peter he's been giving you any secrets uh peter yeah. No, he hasn't given me any secrets, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But I've asked him for a few pair. Uh, I've asked him for a youngsters, and he said he would get me one from the best cock he has. Oh, that's and cool. one on, and off the Fonty Tasmanian hen Ooh, that he won with. Oh, look out. <laughs> oh, you're going to get one off that. Oh, gee. That's all right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll give you a couple of youngsters. And anybody else listening to this program today, if you want to give some birds to young Muhammad. How old are you, Muhammad? I'm 12 and I'm turning 13 this year. All right. So you're 12 years old. So if any fanciers out there would like to give a couple of squeakers to Muhammad to race, Contact the Pigeon Radio, me or Joe Angelino, and uh, we'll forward them on. Yeah, Joe? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what you need to do? You need to, uh, every time you speak to someone, you ask them, say, can you please give me advice on how to, um, you know, how to win? And just take note. Take note of what they say. And if it's really important, even if you carry a little pocketbook and a pen, and just write little notes down. You know what I mean? Because sometimes if you speak to too many people, you get all these different ideas, which, which, are, yeah. probably, which are probably all good ideas, but you can't remember everything. So when you speak to someone, you just ask them questions because you're learning, yeah? And your brain at the moment is like a sponge, right? So you're taking, you're absorbing all this information. But the best way is to absor- speak to one person, absorb it all in, and write it down. Write it down. Oh, this is what, uh, um, um, what's his name that, uh, that's helping him? Frank, Frank Fluto. Fluto. This is what Frank Fluto said I should do. This is what this other guy said I should do. And, um, you know, like, and, and just take some notes. But the best thing to do is just to stick maybe with one person like Frank and just, he'll if because Frank knows uh, a lot. He's very experienced with birds. You stick with him and, and you just tell him, okay, Frank, you've told me to do this. What else should I, you know, what else should I, what else do I need to know? You know what I mean? So he's not gonna. You're not gonna. He's not gonna tell you everything in one day. But just bits and pieces. Write it down on a bit of, like have a have a little notebook or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's ve- that's very very important. You know, in actual fact, Joe uh, Angelino, if yeah. anybody's got some squeakers and they want to give them to young Muhammad, they can bring them to the breeders' plate sale. Yeah, actually, that's better. Yeah, that's good idea. Better. Yeah, it's this Sunday, yeah. the twenty. This, this Sunday, yeah, because you're, you're going to be there, aren't you, Muhammad? I actually don't know. Maybe I might not come because we might have work. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might tell him you want to have a you want to have day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell him you yeah, want a day I'll off. You have to go dad. to the. We'll, we'll figure something out. Well, you might have a few people bring you a couple of squeakers to race. Well, that's what you tell you, Dad. Dad, I think people are going to bring us some birds. Can we just go down for a little while? It's in the morning anyway. This Sunday. Yeah. At um, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It starts at ten. You know, get yourself something to eat, and yeah, then you can either stay or go. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, about the information about learning all the pigeon stuff, I uh, actually Fonty gave me a book about all the medication that I should give them. And you know what? That's a very, very good book. And you know who's that book? Who who wrote that book? You know who? I don't know. It's outside. Okay. Well, Doctor Rob Marshall. Doctor Rob Marshall. He is a wizard. That guy knows everything you need to know about pigeons. And, um, yeah. You know, Dr. Rob Marshall was racing pigeons when he was eight years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. How old are you, Mohammed? Twelve. Twelve. You're twelve. So there you go. So, yeah, not you're going to be a very, very good flyer in another few more years because you, it looks like you're pretty keen. You want to learn. You want to have fun. You know, you now listen. You go to school, don't you? So you tell me what your. Do you tell your friends that you're racing pigeons? Yeah, 
Yeah, I tell a few of them. Like once, my friends, uh, my friends don't actually believe me because they don't know. Like they haven't heard of pigeon racing. Huh. But I got on a phone call with my friend once, and I showed him, huh? and he actually couldn't believe it, and he actually showed it on Discord to some of his friends. Mm. So what do they think? They want to join pigeon racing as well when you tell them about it, or? No, they're not. But they're actually surprised how a pigeon would actually fly around the house. Oh, yeah, really? they, they, they probably can't believe that when you let that bird out, it comes back. Yeah. And then they probably can't believe that you send that bird to Tasmania and it comes back, and they, they probably think you're joking. You're a liar. Yeah, they, that... But it's mm. true. They do come back, don't they? <laughs> yeah. They do come back. From so Tasmania. what about when you go to school, you do school projects or something? Do you ever talk about pigeon racing? Um, I don't talk about pigeon racing, but whenever they say, like, uh, uh, at the end of the year, at the start of the year, they want to get to know each other, I would mostly talk about pigeons and how I have pigeons, and I'm really keen to race with pigeons. Gee, see? Very good, good, mate. You've got to tell your friends that they should get interested. You should invite them around and to your place and show them what happens, you know, on the race day, and then they get interested and they get some pigeons and start racing pigeons. Yeah. That's what, that, and that's what we need. We need a lot more juniors involved. And yeah, it means, we need more juniors. It means someone like you, to, if you can get one or two people involved, you know what, then they might know a couple of friends, another one or two people, young people involved, and then that's how you get You know, you can join juniors. the VPO and you can be the junior racing pigeon ambassador for the VPO. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it's junior? Yes. Does the junior become in the federation with all the old people, with, or is it just the junior? With kids? the with the VPO, the junior, what if they clock a pigeon, their results will be with the adults. You know. Yeah. So, so if you win the Fed, your name will be on top with everybody else. Exactly. It'll have Muhammad. Oh, so with the adults. Yeah. Yep. Because oh, okay. yeah, you've, because... you've got other federations that have their own separate results and you don't see where they can You We're going to have a separate result for juniors too so that if some weeks if you don't beat the adults, you still have a junior result. Yeah, exactly. But if you have yeah. a good pigeon and you come number one and you beat all the adults, your name will be on the top. On the top. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is for the... kids, would there, for juniors, would there be prize money or not? Well, with kids, there, there's no prize money, but, but what there is, trophies. you get trophies, you get a nice big trophy, you, you get, get medals, a, you get a, a certificate, certificates, medals, oh, okay. medals. And could, could juniors get bird of the year? Of course they can. Of course they can. If your bird's can. clocked more than once and it does some really good things during the season, of course you could get bird of the year. Well, of that's course. what we said when we had our meeting. Well, with the juniors, because let's say if there's eight juniors that fly with us, there's a good possibility there could be eight juniors. We'll just do bird of the year for the juniors. Whoever, you know, whoever clocked the bird the most, that'll be bird of the year. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah you, you get all that. So, because you've you got to make it fun. You've got to make it really fun. So, if you get a junior involved, you've got to make it so much fun and you've got to give the juniors a lot of credit. You know what I mean? Because that's what, that, that's, that's the name and of the we game. We said at the meeting that it's very important that we have to promote junior flyers and we want to give you credit for what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What other questions would you like to ask? Because that was a good question, uh, that. Yeah, you know, for juniors. Yes. Do you have to pay, or is it for oh, free? Well, how much have you got in your piggy bank? 
Anyway, don't worry. You don't have to ask no, it. Answer that. You know, you don't have to pay. Juniors free. don't pay. It's free. all free. Free. Everything's free for juniors. It's all free. You, you know what I mean? So you, you'll be able to send 10 pigeons a week for free. And oh, you, know, okay. you don't have to send 10. You can send one. You can send five. Or you can send 10. It's up to yourself. You can send as many as you like. But no more than 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to ask? Uh, no, nothing in mind. Yeah, no, that was some good questions. Mm. Do you want to ask anything? Because he, uh, Mr. Angelino, he, he's won a few federations. you want to ask him any questions about racing pigeons? He might give you yeah. some secrets. Okay, this is not a secret. But, Joe Angelino, could you give me a pair? <laughs> There you go. Oh, well, that's good. You know, that's, that's good. Straight up on the point. You know what? Yes, I will. Also, will. Um, I don't think I'll have any ready by Sunday, but I'll give you I'll give you a couple of squeakers. How's that? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of squeakers. And, um, yeah, I hope you do well with them. Well, I'm going to ask everybody again that's listening to this radio program. You've got 12-year-old Muhammad here who's very keen on racing pigeons. If you've got some good birds here that can win a race for the young fella, Get in touch with me or Joe Angelino and uh, we'll get the birds to young Muhammad so he can race them this season. All right, and we're going to take a short break right now and listen to some uh, station announcements and to hear from our valued sponsors here on Pigeon Radio Australia. And we'll be back with uh, young Muhammad after this break. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 998 or Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. 
Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. The words I have to say may well be simple but they're true. This is Elton John for Rad. You know, it's easy to rock and roll and party and have a good time, but just let someone else do the driving. Remember, rock lives and you should too, and so should other people. Please don't drink and drive. Love is the opening. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Australia on 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. All the way, down under, in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. And we're back with young Mohammed Yabrani here on Pigeon Radio Australia. And Joe Angelina has an interesting question for him. With your birds, have you got any... Um... Like I said, what's your? Uh, have you got any favourite colours you like? Like, uh, do you like your grizzles? You like your mealies? Your, what, what, what type uh, of pigeon? Honestly, honestly, I do not really like that much colours. Like Peter told me, we don't, I don't like colours because colours mostly hawks are attracted to, so they'll come and take them straight away. Can I give you a little tip? Yeah. Don't. That's that's false. <laughs> that's false. That's false. They don't. Hawks don't go for colour. Okay, hawks go for the weakest the pigeon. Weakest okay, pigeon, right. so that's um, I, I race grizzles, a lot of grizzles. I race, um, you know, reds. Uh, it's the, the the falcon goes after the weakest pigeon. So if you've got a bird that that's not right in the mob when you're tossing, it doesn't matter what yeah. color it is, bang, it's finished. Yeah. So um, yeah, don't yeah, it's, don't think uh, white pigeons or grizzles or reds or you know they're hawk bait because it's they're not, they're not. You know, because I've got pigeons that are grizzles and reds and all that that start from the first race to the last race, and you know, and they're still there. Joe Angelina wins a lot of feds with his grizzles. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and they go all the way up to the six hundreds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I've got one question: How do you guys uh, know a long distance pigeon from a short distance? 
Why don't you read Frank and we'll do three-way? Oh, hang, hang on a second. Hang on a right? minute, Mohammed. One second. We're going to do a three-way. We're going to see okay? if I can get Frank on the line live on the radio. One minute. How's mate. that? Here we go, Joe. This is live. Is that a good idea? Hey, going, Ivan. Oh, good, Frank. Listen, Frank. We're yeah. doing an interview with. Uh, hang on a minute. Just one second. Technical problems, yeah? You there, Frank? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, yeah. Oh, good. Listen, Frank, we've got somebody on the line that yeah. we're doing an interview with him at the moment for the radio program. So you're, you're, yeah. And so you're on the line as well. You know little Muhammad? Yeah. Yeah, he's been talking about you and telling us how you've been giving him pigeons and giving him advice. Now, yeah. he asked, he just asked us a question, right? Yeah. And I reckon you're the best man on earth to answer this question. Yeah. Right? The question was, how do you tell the difference between a sprint pigeon, middle distance pigeon, and a long distance pigeon? Okay. Yeah, easy, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, no anyway, say hello to Muhammad. He's on the line. Yeah, no worries. Muhammad, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, good. Frank's on the line. Oh. So you ask him the question, Muhammad. Hi, Frank. How you going? What would you like to know? Uh, how do you know a short distance pigeon from a long distance pigeon? Well, usually a long-distance pigeon, uh, it's got, you know, a light body, a smaller body. You know, uh, normally I like the vents to be a little bit open and strong vents, good backs, and uh, they don't have to be too big and heavy. You know, there's got to be a lot more medium to small. And uh, sprint pigeon, normally they're very muscular up front and they've got, you know, they're more muscles and so they can push themselves, especially with the wind behind, and they really seem to go and they're more rounder body. You know, and they're more sort of bulkier, you know. But, uh, you know, look, there's, there's some birds can be overruled. You, you get the odd one, you know, like you get the odd pigeon. There's just a champion where it can do it in the past. Hard and there are only small amounts of them. But, you know, and if you've got that quality, usually you're pretty set for life, you know. Yeah, yeah okay. But um, you know, all all you'll know you'll know by um, when you race in the first few races. You know you'll clock certain families; they're better than others. But usually the the stays they're probably not as fast at the start. But once it gets to about you know six hundred k's, five hundred k's, they just keep coming in, and they seem to do a lot better. But um, yeah, but you'll you'll learn that as you you know how you breed birds and experiment on them. You know, I know you're still pretty young. But you will eventually get to know all that, you know. Like, it takes a few years' experience. Like, there's people out there still with a lot of years' experience who probably don't, not too sure, you know. Yeah. Now, Frank, you listen, know. I want to tell you something. Um, yeah. Excellent job, mate. And I've got to yeah. commend you because you help a lot of people when they start off pigeon racing. Yeah, look, I you, try you, to you've always. You've been helping this young boy. And he's yeah. pretty keen, you know, and you've been... It is, it is. Yeah, well, I started... Yeah, I started that age myself, you know, and, and day, years ago it was very hard to get a bet off anybody. So, and I know it's like that's why any young people, or even older people sometimes if they ask me, I'd, I'll try to give them the best I've got, you know, and I never sort of give people rubbish and try to give them good pins because I think that's the only way you're going to keep the sport going. And, and, and I think you find when they do win, you just get a satisfaction too because you made them happy, you know. Frank, do you, you know? think, uh, this is Joe, how you going, buddy? Yeah, you going, good, mate. Yeah, bravo. I've got, I want to ask you, um, do you, do you think, well, the, I believe, to tell me if I'm right or wrong, I reckon you can get a, you can get a long distance pigeon to, to, uh, to win a short race, but you can't yeah, get a short distance, you, can. you can't, you you're can't right. get you're a exactly short distance right. to win exactly a, a right. long race. Am I right or wrong? You, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, you, look, a long distance bird, like I said, when you get some of those 
athletic sort of bodies where they they've got good long wings. You know, they're, they're light bodies. They're small. They yeah. can go pretty fast too. A lot of people they're not sure exactly. They think it's just a slow pigeon, but I like the, especially the old Harrison. Some of the the Wickham de Jurens. Years ago, they went around for years and years. And look, 90% of pigeons have been mixed up, like even the good Jews and stuff like that. They've had all the Harry, they have all the, the mix in them because years ago, there was only probably three, four families and slowly got more and more and more. When they started creating spin pigeons for short races, they were different bit style. They were a bit more sort of bulky. The only problem what I find with a, with a short Euro pigeon where they're good brown body, like they're like a show bird, really, yeah. but they can win good racing. You do need them, like you need... I usually try to keep half and half, and, and the reason why you need them for those shorter little race up to about 300 miles, you, you do need them. You, you need, get a you need those little pocket rockets, don't you? Yeah, 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 that's it, you know. But but you find, you know, like I said, with the, with the distant pigeons, um, normally good quality birds, you know, they, they, they've got good long wings, you know, they, they've got very good bodies, you know, and, and I find, look, 90% even any, you can speak to even Jardinari is pretty good with distance and a few other blokes, I know. Always, I find that you need good strong bends. You know, they've got to be strong bone. You know how sometimes you pick up a little pigeon that's got really pinny uh, bends? They're yeah, a little bit weak sometimes. But you find some birds have got good strong bends and they're always a little finger open. And usually that's good for them, especially long, hard races. They, they breathe better. And I find that they, they are better for, for, for 400 miles up to 700 miles, you know. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you learn by, you, you'll go to someone's loft and say to them, can I handle one of your 600-mile fed winners or 700 or 500? And when you handle, you'll see the difference. You know, they, they're completely, you know, they usually got pretty good backs. You know, they've got good vents, good wings, you know. They don't have to have some big body. They can have a small body. Look, you can win with a big one, but you need to get them fit from early and practically raise them a lot more, you know. Fit and healthy. Yeah. yeah. Now, listen, Frank, I want to ask you, when Muhammad approached you, what 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 advice did you give him to start up? Look, I, I actually said to him, I went to his house and and look, you know, when you're young, you know, I guess him and his dad, a lot of people just threw birds at him, but you know, there's a lot of average birds there, you know. And I said to him, look, you've got just too many. Mm-hmm. You, the, the best way to start when you're learning, you probably need only about 15 pairs if you can, 10 yeah, pairs, 15 pairs advice, the most, and just learn each bird in the loft. You've got to get to know them a lot like a book, you know. Correct. And if you can read what's going on in the lives, you'll become a top flyer. So you don't need a lot of things because what happens, I said to him too, I said, if you keep too many, what happens is you, you become hoping you're going to win. But, you know, you're never going to be a successful flyer because you really don't know. It's like playing Tassilato. You yeah. just don't know when you're going to when you're going to win, you know. And uh, But you need to, you need to uh, get a little team, just a very small team, and then get to know them, uh, like one by one. And then once they become friendly, you get to know them, birds will actually respond to your system, you know, and, and, and you'll get better and better and better. Because if you've got one pair, instead of beating two youngsters or three, you'd beat six. Correct. So that's yeah. six. You might have two fed winners one day, you know, and you think, shit, I've got a good pair here. So that's how you become a good flyer. By having, like, 30, 40, 50, 60 pairs, you just get lost, you know. You don't even know your birds half the time, and that's what happens to a lot of younger people. They're not sure that the quali- uh, quality of quantity, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Now, um, Muhammad was asked a question, was asked, uh, I was told, sorry, that um, don't keep, like, too many grizzles and reds and that because they're hawk bait. What's your opinion yeah. on that? I told him my opinion. What's your opinion on that? So, so just say that again two seconds. I just missed it a oh, bit. Oh, that's all right. Okay, so Muhammad... 
was uh, told that uh, don't keep like too many grizzles and reds and all that because yeah. they're hawk bait. I told him. Anyway, no. I told him. Uh, what's your opinion on that? No, no. Look, exactly. it's not about hawk bait. Exactly. Look, it's about having your loft uh, healthy and clean. And and when you haven't got many, the birds grow up stronger. Correct. When you overcrowd them, you got more chance of respiratory. And all you got to be doing pumping uh, medicines into them, and they become yeah. weaker. So, so people that keep a lot, a lot of birds, and I think they're going to win. Their, their loft is full of uh, dust and, and, and mites, and, and probably just you know just dirty. You know, like they, they, the atmosphere is not clean, fresh. So, yeah. if yeah. you have a crowd in a little loft, too many, then of course the birds are not going to graze healthy. If a loft where you got only a few, and that's why normally flies that don't keep too many. Usually they, yeah. they get better better results in the distance because they they have a little bit healthy if they keep going. But once they've got a respiratory problem, you get to about three sixty, four hundred k, fifty five hundred k. You start to lose a lot, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, Muhammad, was but, it? Go on. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Go on. Sorry, Frank. Go. No, no, that's all right. No, no. You can ask another question. I was going to say, Muhammad, did you want to ask Frank something else? No, I have nothing else to ask. Nothing yeah. else. What else can? What, yeah. other, what other advice can you give him, uh, Frank? Yeah, look, the, the main thing, look, the, the main thing with pigeon racing is that, uh, you know, like I said, you, a lot of you good birds, you get them for nothing. People will help you, you know, if you're kind to them. And, and then once you get a few, you know, you just got to work on what you got. You know, you, you don't have to do it. Look, if you jump one black to the other, everybody's sometimes got a different opinion, but you got to try someone first. And then if it doesn't work, you can try something yourself. But you learn by experience and you learn by, uh, you know, putting the hard work into them. But the main thing is to have a good, stable loft that's sunny inside. You know, it's got good dry loft. You know, it's got to be well aerated, not drafts, you know, and and, uh, and keep them clean, you know. Now that's that's first step. The next step is instead of buying all the medicines in the world, just buy the best food you can get. You what know? I said to him, Frank, I said stick with Frank and don't go to too many people and take no, notes. No. I said take, yeah. have a little notebook. When Frank talks, yeah. write some yeah, notes yeah. down, you know. Well, I bred, him, I bred him some real nice youngsters this year and I said, look, I'm hoping you can win a fit. But when I went down there, I could see he needs a little bit of work getting rid of a lot of rubbish. You know, he's got just too much birds there. Where, where, you know, and I'm, I said to him, look, let him go for now. We'll sort him out later. Yeah. But I think he needs to just, like, concentrate on locking a small team first and, yeah. and, and become experienced with the bird. Because it's like a doctor, you know, when you're yeah. learning a thing, you got to sort of be one-on-one and you get to know about exactly everything. Then you'll know about disease, you'll know about, about feeding, you'll learn about racing, you'll learn about everything. But with the small teams, a lot easier than handle, you know, Couple hundred, you know. You could have the best yeah. team, the best pigeons in your loft, and you could pay a lot of money for them. You, but if they're not healthy, no, yeah, that's if right. they're not healthy you're and right. they're sick, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. Look, Peter last year, you know, Peter that won, he won four feds. Wow, well, and, and doesn't matter what bird he had. And I went in this loft first thing. I said to him from the start of the season. I went there a few times, you know, and he asked if you'd advice, and I said Good. to him, Peter, I said you've got the perfect amount here, seventy five, eighty birds. I said, you're going to do really well because they're healthy. They're going to fly well around the roof. And then as you get racing, they'll get plenty of races behind them. They'll be really fit. And he said, oh, you think so? I think I said, we'll do it. And then he proved it. You know, he'd done it, you know. So, I, I, look, I mean, I'm lucky enough I can read that if I go in a loft. But, you know, people sometimes don't do it, you know. Like, you know, and, and if, you, if you sort of just don't take the right advice, you know, and you listen to too many people and sometimes, you know, 
look, big amounts of birds. Look, I, I, we all get sucked into it, you know. We, we start keeping that one, that it's one. It's the bug, but, mate. You know, it's the bug, you we've know. We've all done it. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind, you know. You've got to sort of be able to keep the ones that can do it. And, and if you have to, look, give some out or, you know, sell them or just get rid of them to a pet shop, just get rid of them, you know. And that's easy done. In so your you've bred him, I think he said to us, you bred him about 12 youngsters. Right. Yeah. Have you given him any advice of what to do with those youngsters? What if he wins any? Yeah. Well, well, well I've been talking to him along the way because I've been in twelve now. I'm, I'm giving him another fifteen, so he's going to have twenty-seven birds there. Beautiful. So they're, they're of good pigeons, you know. They're very good pigeons. So I said to him, "Look, I said if that's why I went around to have a look, you know." And, and I said to him, "Look, this is what you need to do, and just concentrate on them, you know. Get them going. Hey, look." The first few he done a bit of a mistake. He locked them up for too long. They were nearly two months locked up in the loft in, in a corner. And I said, that's no good because, you know, they don't build any muscle around the heart and, you know, they don't get strong enough. But I said to him, the next lot, I said, you're getting soon. I said to him, make sure after a week or so, put them out, get them flying. And that's the main thing. Like, look, I, I've been around Peter. Peter's already down over an hour and a half. They're flying bad out of hell. You know, so that's the difference, you know, like with pigeon flies, you've got to get the birds flying pretty early and, and, and let them build up all the, you know, all the, the lungs. The lungs get stronger and they build up. And then it's like an athlete, you know. From when you're young, your lungs grow strong and big. And if you don't do that from early, you find that you're not never going to have the same capacity in lung, you know, the what you would do with bloke that doesn't train, you know. That's right, so, exactly. So you got to, you got to be able to build all those muscles around the lungs and heart, you know, and uh, and that's eventually that's like an athlete, and then birds are athletes, you know, they actually, you know, they're like a sports person, you know. So I used to play football and I used to do hard training, so yeah. I sort of know a little bit about sport. You know? Exactly, they're thoroughbreds of the sky, you know. Yeah, oh, well, that's it. You know, they are. You know, they are. Like, like they they gotta, are. You know, when you, when you've got a race, for instance, you know, like seven, eight hundred k's, where they even if they're going really fast, yeah. they're really pumping a fair bit oh. of, you know, strokes to get home, you know. Hey, so, Frank, how, how yeah. good is it when, when you're doing velocities of 1,700, 1,800, 1,900? Yeah. What was your one, Ivan? 2,400. 2,400. Jesus. <laughs> Imagine how fast oh, yeah, that yeah. thing's going. I've had, I've had, wow. That's the good thing, you know. I've actually been, that's the thing, you know. I've had, I've had like, peers breed 900, 1,000-metre fed winners, but then the same pair bid me 21, 2200 fed winners, you know, yeah. 2300. Like, I think one year there I gave Jim Gillespie one, and he, he actually was the shortest fly in the Western Fed, and he won the Fed. He was shocked. He goes, Frank, I won a Fed. You know, I was the shortest flyer. It was a 300 mile, I think. And, and he was wrapped to win it. And the same weekend, then Lee Wiley won one after with mm. another one. But those birds were straight Aussies, but they had distant blood in them, but they can go fast too. Like some of the old Harrisons in. And those two words and all those, they had them. Some of the old old families been around for a long time. That can still go very oh, quick, yeah. you know. And then I've got the the Murray Ray pigeons, the Murrays, I call them. You know, they're they're just you know they're freak pigeons. Like uh, you know, like I said, I've got a twenty six year old cocky now that people you know John Renner wouldn't know because he knows how long I've had them for that one. Yeah. And you know, I gave him a son that's twenty three and a half. He beat his uh, leading bird in seven hundred last year, and Jeez. and that just got a good gene in them. You know, to live long life and. And they must have something there to keep going, their good hearts, you know. So that's why sometimes different families do different things, but that's why distant bears are a little bit different than spring pigeons. Like, but if you can get a quality where they can get 100 miles to win a 600 mile, well, then you've, you've got good quality, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, are you taking that on board, Mohammed? Are you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because you know what you need to do? You need to explain that to your dad later too, yeah? All this information, you need to explain it to him. 
instead of him teaching me, now I have to teach him. No, I think as a young guy, if he if it's it goes in the loft, get look at him, look after him too, clean him, look after him, get to know him. You'll you'll take it in more now. While you're young, you will learn a lot more out of it than your dad would, you know. Because sometimes when people are older, they got a certain habit; they don't change always the same. It's like teaching a uh, an old dog and a new dog, you know. But yeah, some exactly, people love exactly, it and they can exactly, learn. Exactly. <laughs> hey, but Frank, how good is it having a son racing with you and him being interested? How good is that? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, um, nah, look, mate. I says if we don't start getting young kids like Muhammad on board, yeah, they won't be pigeon racing in twenty years' time. Well, you know? exactly, no, exactly. That's, that's right. why you need you exactly. need as many right. young kids involved because with the computers and all the games that they got these days, a lot of them spend the time doing that. You know, so yeah. you know. But it is look, it's a good sport. You know, keeps you out of trouble. You know, and you can do it as old. You can do it as old as you're dead. You know, so. Yeah, no, it, it is good. I mean, once once you get into it, you know, I think people do get to like it, you know, but a lot of people just don't know much about it. That's the thing. You, and yeah. the thing is, uh, it's not only young, young, um, well, even kids, older people, retired, older people, people, even. retired people, even women and kids, uh, young oh, girls. Exactly, exactly. Well, there's a few women starting to get involved now. Yes, that's a good thing. And I yes, think yes. Uh, and actually, come to English, sometimes the women are probably better than blokes. The reason is. <laughs> That they're, right. they're, they're softer with the pigeons, you know, that they're, they're gentle. Uh, mm. You can get an aggressive guy, goes in the like, oh, come on, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. You get a woman that's gentle, and the birds just sit there and look at you. Yeah, you know, exactly. oh, yeah, she's all right, you know. We and know what, yeah, so you, right. you, I, I sort of see a lot of that and, uh, in my time, and I find if you're gentle in the loft and calm, that's the best way to be if you want to be a good flyer. Well, know? that's good because my missus, you're right, because when she goes in there, because she, she gives them the, you know, everything, yeah. Veggies and all the rest of it, and then when she opens the door, they walk around and follow her. And I'm exactly, it's funny, exactly, and, and, she, and they, when we sit yeah. down, they're all over you, you know. So it's yeah, good yeah. to see. You know what Tony calls that? What, what do you call it? Woman's touch. Yeah, look, look, look at the end. At the end, look, it's about just you know just being gentle with them, and and, and you find as a kid, I was like that with them, and. And I treat them like a sports person. Yeah. And I found that I used to get them so friendly. I just call them. They'd come on. Well, Tony Price, there's a couple of the guys in the union could tell you. Like, I used to bring a basket full of pigeons in the club. And one night, i never forget, I had a really tame and She used to open up the door and she tip the door up at a seven oh, and comes no. out of them. The basket, and they're all walking around the rooms. Oh, and everybody's no. saying, close it, one eyes, close it, close it. Oh, and I said, screaming. no, 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 it's all right, it's all right. And I'm just there calling them one by one. They just come up towards and put them one by one back in the oh, box. How good know? is that? That is, and people, that is amazing. People that seen that, I thought, oh, shit, that's just like, But that's, you know, that's because you get attached to them. And, and I think when I was younger, I had a lot more time, you know. As I brought up, eight kids along the way it wasn't easy, but uh, but yeah, look, look, when you need a little bit of time, to, I guess too. That's why if you can do it when you're young, you get a bit more time. Then, so how, you know, how old were you, Frank, when you started? When you first about, started? Look, I, I was lucky. Look, I came in Australia when I was ten. So um, what happened was uh, I met old Jackie Dean, you know, when I was ten years old. But he wouldn't get much out then because some kid knocked his birds off. So he didn't want to know kids much. Oh, fair but enough. then once I got about thirteen, fourteen. I started with a club, and then he, he realised that I liked him, so he brought a pair down to me, brought a lot of the dark chicken, a lot of Harrison, and then I started with them, and um, and I had a durian cock, and, and then I had a couple of barkers, and in those days, they were the, the good pigs, and then uh, there was another guy, Benny Skidmore, he had the Wickhams from Ross Wickham, okay. and, and he gave me a couple of those, and when I joined... But when I did join the Cobra Club, like I said, I only started with one pair, and I done really well. I think I won five, six races with those five, and then 
finally I had 13. I thought I was, I had a mob, a big mob fly, and I, and I actually flew them every week right up to 600 miles, and I, and I actually won. I think J-Rod, I still got the, the, the catalog. I think I won 15 out of 16 races. Wow. <laughs> That's how, how good these that? were. How good that? But, um, and I just taught myself to, to not have a lot those days. And when I did join the union the first year, I got married. I was rushing in, trying to race, you know, and I, didn't start breeding until February, March, and I finished the first of June because I only had a couple of pairs. Yeah, I think I had forty-three birds, and I raced them every week, and I won. I, I killed them. I, I broke a lot of records. Then I won beds, and I won the most money ever. So that was the probably best year just for the few birds. So uh, you can do it. You can do it. Just you got to sort of be a, uh, attached to them, let them get friendly with yourself, and and you'll do well. You know exactly, and yeah. that that is so good. You know when you you got birds that are. <laughs> Calm and relaxed and friendly. Well, that look, it's amazing. So they can look. A lot of birds can do it. It's just you, you know, as babies, you get a loft that you can get close to them. You don't have to have big lofts. So I think smaller lofts. If you've got them, you know, like around you, you walk around them, and they get to know you, and you can just pick them up. And then you find when the hens get real friendly with you, they want to mate up with you, yeah. and they get to a situation where you go in your loft and you clean the perches out, and they won't move out of the perch. That's yeah, you know that's right. when they become real friendly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun when they're like that. It's really good. That's you know. Yeah. But any time, look, you know, I've always, you know, if I can, you know, look, doesn't matter. I think a lot of different friends I've had years, and it doesn't matter who it is, you know. Even when I met Joe Danara, look, we used to have a good conversation, and Joe was a keen bloke, you know, very keen fly, and we become really good at it, you know. And that's the difference, you know. But um, Mick Dora was another one, become good at it. Look, all the blokes that are. I grew up with around, you know, they were just keen people and that, that's how you become good. You gotta you gotta love the actual sport. Because of Frank because of Frank Luna's they become good. Frank Faluno's helped a lot of people. Yeah. You're good on you, Frank. It's He's good. Well, you well, you've well, brought well, a lot well, of people yeah. into the sport. You're a good man, Thanks. Frank. Thanks a lot, Ivan. Yeah, so. Anyway, I'll appreciate you, you know, ringing me up and uh, no problems. Next time we can have another conversation. Yeah, 100%. I hope um Mohammed Winsor Winsor fed there, I'll say to him, you know. I hope he does well, and, and you know, I'm I'm hoping. Look, I think if you can keep him healthy and clean, you know, you you will do well. You know, you'll, it, win, a, you'll win a fair, you Well, know? if he wins a fair or he does yeah. well with uh, your birds, we'll get you and him yeah, on yeah, again. Well, yeah, happy for him. We'll see how he goes. We'll, you know? we'll get both of you on again on the radio. And we're gonna have a bit of a chit chat and yeah, congratulate no, him and everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. No, All right, so, fellas, thank you thank very, you very much. much. Thank you, boys, Muhammad, no Frank. Thank, thank you, you very much. Been great talking to you. Thank you, boys. Thanks, guys. See ya. See you then. Bye. 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 You there, Muhammad? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you see, we got Frank on the line. There you go. You got some more advice. Yeah. And How's uh, it? I, would, I, would, I really appreciate how Fonty gave me a pair of his Belgium when they got imported from Belgium. Well, Jelly Fonty. told me to help young people. So. Look, yeah, that's good. So did you pair them up? Yeah, I paired them up, but still not a, no eggs. Oh, well, no, they're going to egg eggs in two days. But they, but they will, don't worry. They'll lay, they'll lay. Well, I hope you yeah, do well with yeah. him because he's got good pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. He's got good pigeons. Yeah. Listen, uh, Muhammad, it's, it was really, really good talking to you. And um, uh, we'll have you on the show again another yeah, day. Yeah, we'll call you again. And I hope to see you at the Breeders' Plate Sale on Sunday. Yeah. Okay, right. mate. Thanks, Muhammad. Okay. See ya, champ. See ya. Bye. And let's take a break right now and uh, hear from our valued sponsors here on Pigeon Radio Australia and we'll be back to say goodbye. 
For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. When you face an urban grass fire, exactly where you live is an important factor. If your home is within two streets of the grass, walk at least two streets back. If you already live two streets away, just stay inside and close your windows. Whatever you do, do not drive. The smoke is blinding and you can block roads for emergency vehicles. Simply check the Vic Emergency app for warnings. How well do you know fire? Plan. Act. Survive. Go to emergency.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Southern FM. And it's time for the end of another program of Pigeon Radio Australia. Goodbye, Tony. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, listeners. And goodbye to everybody around the world. Breeders Plate on Sunday. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to come to the Breeders Plate. Plate. 75 Box Forest Road, Hadfield at the VPO headquarters. 10 a.m. Penning starts. That's right. Big lunch, barbecue, free barbecue at 12. 
That's the key word. Free. Free, fun, friendly atmosphere. Yeah, that's and it. And it is a party atmosphere. Yep. Isn't that right, Tony? Yep. Yeah. Come along well, and support it. Yeah. That's good. Well said, Tony. Yeah. Hey, you have a you have a good day, Tony. Well done. See you later. Yeah. Over yeah, there, Joe. Right. Bye, Dave. All right. Goodbye. And Cheerio, good everybody. So, stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon.